Hi, I'm Cody. And I'm Becca. And you're listening to the Burns Journal Podcast. October 2023. Sled dogs. How to regain endurance in harsh conditions. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Hebrews 12.1 This has been a stressful, emotionally exhausting couple of months. The needs, the appointments, the tests, the new problems cropping up, the hum of uncertainty in the back of my brain, the internal pressure to do something, but the external reality that there's not a lot I can do to speed anything up or solve it. I have pushed to the absolute end of my capacity, waiting for answers, resolution, and a plan to manage what's wrong and move forward with life. I crossed into a doctor's office and gripped his hand with relief because finally the waiting was over, but he didn't have the answers. The threshold of his door wasn't a finish line. It was just the first step of the next lap of the race. If ever there was a time to strip off extra weight, it's now. Are you there too? Are your steps growing heavy? Are you trying to rally, but you have even further to go than you thought? I appreciated as I read this verse in Hebrews that it dealt with weight and sin as two distinct concepts. It mentioned every weight and then talked about sin in particular, but sin's not the only thing that weighs us down. Our lives get hit with heavy things that aren't our fault. Doing a word study on weight got me laughing because one of the definitions was a mass. I'm still coming to terms with the news that I have a mass in my neck. It's been a heavy knowledge. Yet somehow I can choose to strip off enough weight to run with a light heart. But how? Anyone else out there struggling with how in the world you strip off the weight of something you can't resolve? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Hebrews 12, 2. I loved this verse until this month. You do it by keeping your eyes on Jesus. But how? How do I keep my eyes on Jesus with all this going on? I'm not someone who ignores even minor distractions easily. So telling me to tear my eyes away from this felt like an impossible ask. I am not great at laying aside every weight. When we lived up in Washington State, Cody got me a Husky Mix puppy for Christmas. True to her breed, she loved nothing more than to run hard and be in the snow. So we put together a makeshift sled and started training her to pull us. When we taught her sled dog commands, I thought we would just need four directions. If I could get her to go, stop, turn left, and turn right, that would be enough, right? Wrong. She's not a car. She's a dog. Dogs are not only taking in your directions, they're taking in their surroundings. And especially as puppies, they see a lot of things that are more interesting to them than the straight track ahead. So, there is a special command for when you see they've become distracted and you realize they're about to go off track. On by. It means, leave that alone. Keep going. We are also not cars. We're people. 
we're not just blindly responding to directions, we are also taking in our surroundings. There's the load on the sled that we were designed to carry, and then there's the extra workload of plowing through heavy snow off trail because we're angling toward a distraction. So Hebrews 12.1 tells us, on by, leave that alone, keep going. How does keeping our eyes on Jesus help us do that? He's the one ahead of us on the trail. We're running in his tracks and he finished so we can finish. He hit the cross and he kept on going for the sake of the joy set before him. He's the one that proves we can make it past the difficulty and that what's waiting for us on the other side is worth it. You can't control the wildlife and the trail we're on is not tame. So what's the best way to not get killed by a moose or a bear you've noticed out in the brush? Keep your eyes on the trail and run hard. Don't turn toward the distraction. Leave it alone and keep going. On by. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. John 16, 13 through 14. Jesus marked out the trail. Then he sent his spirit to run it with us. He is with us every step of the race, coaching us, directing us, and warning us. We stay lighthearted and on track by keeping our eyes on the champion who finished the race out in front of us and our ears tuned in to the musher who urges us on from behind. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Hebrews 12.1 So what about the things that are our fault? People are all so different and all sorts of different things trip us up. For me, as I considered this verse, I asked, Lord, I'm having a really hard time enduring. I can't control the external difficulties and they do affect me, but will you show me where there is something on my part that's tripping me up? Man, did it hit me like a stack of bricks. You worry. Oh, that's just me trying to prepare. I've already prepared you. I get why the verse says it so easily trips me up. Worry is the thing I most easily justify. It's the thing in me that runs absolutely rampant if I give it even the slightest foothold. If the musher tells the dog to keep going and the dog tries to run straight but keeps eyeballing something off to the side, she can get tangled up in the lines so easily. Even obedient steps can lose a lot of their strength to a heart that's in knots. If you're waiting for me to resolve this one for you, I can't yet. It's the thing that so easily trips me up. And every time I've gained some momentum in the area of saying no to worry, the Lord hasn't trusted me with a harder thing to practice with. So far, I've never succeeded at that harder thing on the first try. I'll just encourage you with the reminder that he's patient. And everyone has a thing that so easily trips them up. So it can be valuable to ask him what that is for you. Keep an eye out for it and get into the practice of inviting him to come untangle the lines for you as often as you need him to, so you can regain your endurance for the run ahead. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Hebrews 12.1 Here's my last thought for you. Especially if, like me, You feel weary and frustrated with how the run has gone so far? I didn't choose the course. Believe me, if I had, 
This is not what it would look like. The course I prepared for didn't have sharp turns or slippery ice, and I could maneuver it without tipping the sled or getting tangled in the lines. The course I prepared for made me look impressive, but that is not the course God set for me. He set this one, and it is not easy, and I am not navigating it smoothly. I don't look as good as I want to. It is revealing a lot of my weaknesses. In fact, I think for some of this, I have been that pitiful injured dog that's riding in the sled while her foot gets a break. There's just not a whole lot of glory in that. There are easier races, races where I could have been a front runner. This one is above my skill level and it does not play to my strengths, but it's the one he chose for me and I trust his choice. So can you. When we make it to the finish, it will be his skill that got us there. It will be his victory his trophy, his glory. But you know what I saw in every single picture of the Iditarod champions year after year? It wasn't a lone racer standing tall and proudly holding up his trophy. It was a grinning musher seated on the podium, hugging his dogs close. So when the conditions are harsh and your endurance is flagging, remember who's running this race with you. He loves you. He's with you each step of the way. His voice is directing your steps, urging you to keep going, reminding you to keep your eyes on the trail and not to take on extra weight. He's there to untangle you when you get knotted up. He knows you. He chose this course, and he has the skill to navigate you through it. This will not be easy, but it will be worth it. And when you finally pull across that finish line, He's the kind of champion who pulls you up on the podium with him to hold you close and share the glory. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Colossians 3.4 I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence, without a single fault. Jude 1 and 24. Time for update. Thank you so much for keeping up with our family. I've had the chance this month to troubleshoot some of our mission's bigger equipment and vehicles and get them back into working order for our team. I've been enjoying the sweet spot of delving into the mechanics and working on the problems while taking care of some of these behind the scene jobs. And I'm super thankful just for the flexibility to deal with everything else in life that our family is going through in the midst of this. Um, This interim ministry has been such an answer to prayer and we're really thankful for the privilege to serve here. Benaya's brain scan looked great. It looks totally stable. The neurologist said he can drop to yearly MRIs and checkups, and he is officially cleared to live overseas. Thank you so, so much for praying for our little son. He is such a gift, and what a ride it has been from his first days until now. I wanted to review with you guys just some of the answered prayers. Um, Since the beginning, as we prayed for all of these different things with him, so no shunt no brain surgery, no adrenal gland tumor, no tethered spinal cord, no helmet. The cysts in his head are shrinking. 
the hydrocephalus has stabilized. He was able to wean from his brain medicine. He's walking, talking, falling down, getting back up, and getting into trouble like any normal 18-month-old. We'll probably never stop thanking you guys for praying for him and the Lord for answering. As we breathe a sigh of relief and look forward to what his life will hold, would you just pray for us for the strength and the wisdom to raise Beniah to love and trust his mighty God? We have such a story to tell him of his own life and mm-hmm. what the Lord has done. Last month, we shared a couple of findings that came up on Becca's MRI. This month, Becca's neurologist suggested that we reach out to the Mayo Clinic. We requested an appointment in Jacksonville, thinking we'd be waiting a while, but they scheduled Becca to see one of their ENTs right away, Mm -hmm. and he was able to get the ball rolling for some testing and appointments with the other specialists. So, we don't have answers for everything, but here's what we know so far. The mastoiditis they saw on my MRI was not there on my follow-up CT after a course of antibiotics, so we're assuming that just resolved. The brain lesion that the radiologist noted, the neurologist said it's not a big deal and it isn't the cause of my symptoms. And we double-checked with Benai's neurologist just because we were talking with him today. Um, And he was like, no, I just call those birthmarks of the brain. They are just no big deal. So that was such a big relief. I do not have MS. I do not have something going on with my brain that we need to be concerned about. Just an incidental finding. And we are still on the hunt for... What is causing the chest pain, fatigue, muscle aches, and tingling? That's kind of what's been going on the last, just the last three months um, and what prompted getting a little bit of imaging and some testing. Um, so we don't know about those yet. We'll get a CT of my coronary arteries and go over my results with a Mayo Clinic cardiologist next week. Um, and if there's something going on beyond just my heart issues, then maybe rheumatology or neurology might take a look. All right, the neck tumor. This is where we got more answers. Um, We will probably remove it next month. The ENT at Mayo Clinic is 95% sure it's a pleomorphic adenoma. Um, These are benign tumors that can just be monitored if you discover them late in life. But at my age, they're a little more likely to grow and cause problems or even become malignant. So he recommended removing it while it's small. He ordered one more CT to try to get a better picture of the tumor's location in relation to the bone structure so he can plan his surgical approach. So we'll keep you posted on that, but that's at least one thing we can kind of resolve, and that's been, I've been thankful for that. Initially, the opinion I was given is that we would be monitoring that every six months to two years for like the rest of my life, so I'm thankful to just get her done. (laughs) And um, one thing off the docket, so anyway, you can... You can be praying for our family as we tackle these health concerns and for the doctors to know what to test for and how to help. Cody's also got a couple things that have come up this this month. So just as Benaya is kind of coming into the clear, Cody and I are running into some things and that's frustrating. So I'll let him tell you about that. Yeah. Um, I've just been having some high blood pressure and high heart rates and headaches. So they started me on some medicines for my heart to try to bring the blood pressure and the heart rate down and they've scheduled an echocardiogram and a stress test later this month so just keep praying for our family as we tackle these health concerns and for our doctors to know i already said that what tests to do and how to help we really want you to pray for our family as we tackle these health concerns just kidding (laughs) 
that was my fault. I went out of order. But yeah, anyway, it's it's on our minds and we're trying not to be too distracted by it. But um, yeah, just keep us in prayer and we would love your prayer that um, the Lord would just lead the doctors to be able to uncover what our needs are and we would be able to set aside what isn't urgent, what we don't need to address and the things that we need to get managed under control to be able to move forward. Um, Abishai is doing really well. He loves coming up with ideas for machines, which he builds out of various materials in his bedroom. He's also constantly, I mean, everyday people bringing home new animals to care for. Both of our moms think that's hilarious because Cody and I did the same thing to them. Avi is such a high-energy, intense little kid. We cannot keep up with him. Um, (laughs) No one can keep up with him. (laughs) Sometimes that comes out in a zest for life. Sometimes he's having big reactions and battles with us and with his teacher at school. So just pray for our hearts to praise God for how Abishai is put together. To be patient and lighthearted toward the moments where we're just not sure what to do and to humbly and hopefully look to our Lord for the wisdom, strength, and consistency that we need to teach and train him and to connect with his heart, not just the surface issues that we're trying to deal with. It's just easy to get distracted with all those behaviors, but we really are asking you guys as our people and our team to to pray for Abby's heart, to be responsive to us as we come alongside, try to train him to be responsive to the Lord and to be listening to him as he directs him and um, just for his growth and uh, for us to know how to help him. Please pray specifically for him in the areas of being aware of and gentle with other people. Yes, this has been a crazy couple months for us and we're feeling it. Um, Pray for us to keep our eyes on our sustainer for him to encourage our hearts and for the stamina to throw ourselves into the important daily work he's given us, even as we wait in so many areas where we don't have control. Uh, we were really hoping to have a game plan to share in light of this last round of information. Um, we thought surely since we have Benaya's next set of scans, we'll know what to do and I would really love to be able to offer that closure both to you and to our own hearts. But right now, all we have is lamplight for the very next step. Show up for the appointments, deal with the tumor, raise our kids, help out at the mission homes, and keep waiting. Maybe that's actually all any of us have. Clarity for the next step and guesswork for anything after that. You guys have watched me in particular battle to lay these plans down and just let the Lord take us where he will. So pray for us in this. It's not easy to train hard and care deeply for a ministry that burdens you and to be pulled away from it by your own weakness. Lord, what I would do for you if you would only strengthen my body again for the work. But he's teaching me there are two issues with this heart cry of mine. One, he doesn't primarily want my work. He wants me. Not primarily my giftedness, but my givenness. Our God is after our hearts, not our productivity. The productivity he wants is what he produces as we rely on him, and we rely on him more in our weakness. Two, if only you would. Did those words just come out of my mouth? (laughs) Yes, all the time. (laughs) And no matter how nice a sentence they are buried in, those words are the check engine light to the discontentment in in my heart. 
So pray for us to walk through this content. Mm -hmm. Reaching for his strength, not our own. Trusting his timing. Hearing his voice clearly. Surrendering. Depending. It's a battle to keep just stepping into that. Know that we're praying these things over you too. Second Corinthians 1, 8 through 8-9 says, We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead. Well, we'll give you a quick sum up of those prayer points, and we'll just alternate alternate with that. So you can pray for contentment, even in the health challenges. Pray for Abby, just learning gentleness. Pray for understanding to teach and train our boys. Pray for my heart test coming up and the headaches. Pray for my tumor surgery. Um, just pray for an answer and treatment for Becca's symptoms. Pray for recovery. And pray that our hearts would overflow with hope because we trust in him. Thanks for listening to the Burns Journal Podcast. We'll see you next month.